Sukkah daf nun gimel two lines from the top of nun gimel amenav. Our Mishnah say the chasidim actually meisah hayim reaktim uflaim bavukah shel eish. But im uflaim different shiurs of shpacha is the chasidim and actually meisah would dance in front of klai yisrael with torches of fire, and they would say in front of klai yisrael words of shiurs and tishpachas. So zakti gemara tana banu we learned yesh men harimim. There was some that would say ashri al dusenu shloim b'yishes kunusenu that praises our youth that we didn't embarrass our old age. Elu chasidim actually meisah referring to people that were chasidim and actually meisah as Rashi says kol chasid have. Anyone that's called the chassid is a chassid originally from the earliest time of his earliest age. And some say that praise is our old age because we were able to be mechapa on our youth because we did our various in those times and we were able to do tshuva. Elu bali tshuva, and he's referring to people that are bali tshuva. Elu beelu, I remember both of them would say ashrei mishalichata that praises someone who doesn't do a chait umishichata yashu v'yimchalai. But even if someone does a chait, he should do tshuva and a kash bochu will be meichel and these. Are both praises to Akash Baruch Hu, that Akash Baruch Hu's Messiah person, that they shouldn't do Averis, and if they do Averis, Akash Baruch Hu will accept that Shuva. And the Gemara continues, Tani will enter the that they said about Hillel Zakin, when he was dancing and he was enjoying Silkus Bay Sheva, he said as follows, and Rashi says that he was talking in the name of Akash Baruch Hu, and he was saying, if Akash Baruch Hu is over here, anytime that I'm desirous in this bias, and my shechina is shari in it. Then the covenant of the base image will be kaim, and therefore everyone will be able to come. Then techtu. But if you do have various, however, if I pull away my shechina, then it will be desolate, and no one will be able to come to the base of Who are your Hill will also say Cain. To the place that I love, over there, my feet will take me. My heart will bring my feet to where it has to go. And he'll continue and say, if you come to my house, Akash Baruch Hu saying to Klai. If you come to my house to the base of Mikdash, I will come to your house and I will give you bracha. If you don't come to the base of Mikdash and you're not I won't come to your house. As it says in the Apostle, in any place that you'll mention the Shema Mephorish of Hashem, I will come to you and bench you in your house. There was a story where Hill saw a skull that was floating underwater, so there was a severed skull. Someone was dead. So he said, to the skull, he recognized the face and he knew that this was someone that was a murderer. And he said, Because you killed other people, therefore you would drown me, the Kedagamido, However, the one who drowned you, eventually he will have the same fate, and me, the Kedagamido, he will drown as well. That the feet of a person is the guarantor for the person, and the place that he has to be at the time of his death, that's where his feet will take him. As Rashi says, Clearly, every person not only has a time to die, but they have a place that they're destined to die at. There were two people that were very beautiful. As Rashi says, And we know by she's called Kushis because she was very beautiful. They were standing in front of Shloyman. Their name was These people, Elichayrev and Achia, were the children of Shisha, and they were the scribes in front of Shloyman. Saw the Malachim of us one day, that he was depressed. Amalei, am I Why are you depressed? Amalei, so the Malachim of us tell Shlomo to kabo minoy hani tati kushoi, because in Shemayim they were guys on these two people that they have to die, and they have to die in Shaluz, and they're over here by you in your castle. The Asmihoch, and they're sitting over here. Masrinal Sirim, so Shlomo Malach gave him over to certain Shadim, and Shadrinal Machuz of Luz, and he thought that he was going to save them by sending them to the city of Luz, because in Luz there's a Kabbalah that the Malachim of us doesn't have any power in the city of Luz. 
Once they got to the gate of Luz, that's where they died. Because even though the Malachim Ovis doesn't have any power in Luz, but at the gate of the city itself, he does have power. And that's exactly where he needed to get them, because that's the Xeri. The Xeri was that he should die at a specific time and at the gate of Luz. Then the next day, Shlomo Melech saw the Malachim Ovis, that he was happy. Why are you laughing? Why are you happy? Malachim Ovis responded to Shlomo and said, in the place that I needed them, over there, that's where you sent them. At that point, Shlomo said, that the feet of a person is a guarantor for him. Wherever he's needed, that's where we'll eventually bring him, and his feet will get him to the spot that he has to be. They said about when he was in the he would take eight torches of fire, he would juggle with them. And when he would bow down in the base of English, he would lean his two thumbs on the ground. He'd make some sort of a headstand. And he would lean down. And he would kiss the floor. And then he would stand back up. There was no other person that was able to do it during the time of Shimon Gamliel. This is what's called Kida. There was a story where Levi was showing in front of Rebbe how to do Kida and he became lame. In fact, is this what happened that he became lame? We have a story where Rebbe says, a person shouldn't say something against HaKadosh Baruch Hu because this great person Levi who actually said something against HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he became lame and who was that Levi? And the story as Rashi brings down that there was no rain and Levi was and still there was no rain so Levi said he said to Baruch Hu, you went up and you're sitting up high in Shemayim you don't care about your children anymore and that was something which he should have said even though of course he meant it a good way to get a Kaddish Baruch to bring rain but he shouldn't have said that and that caused him to become lame so Gemara is asking the Lachari how can you say it was based on Kido it was based on that Maisa on that Gemara says the Oynish was for but the way it actually happened was while he was trying to do Kido that's how he actually became lame Levi would entertain Rebbe with eight knives by throwing them up and down by juggling them Shmuel Kamei Shvamaka and Shmuel juggled in front of Shvamaka, who is the king of Persia, with eight glasses of wine, and nothing would spill out. Abai would entertain Rabbi with eight eggs, and some say with four eggs. Rashi says, when he did this in front of Rabbi, that wasn't in the base of Mikdash, it was Bebesa, it was in his house. He was the Nasi, and they would him to make him happy. Because Rabbi was always nervous and concerned about all the Tsar Sisol, and people that were sick. The day that Rebbe laughed and Rebbe smiled, Puranis came to the world. So therefore we saw that Rebbe used to be very serious and he wanted to entertain him and wanted to lighten the mood. The Gemara continues, Tani will learn to the price of Rebbe Shubin Khananya, Rebbe Shubin Khananya, who is a lady and he used to be one of the singers in the base of Middush, and he said, When we were in the Sukhaz we weren't able to have time to sleep at all. Ketzad, Shari Shari, in the first hour of the day, Tamishal Shacha, we were busy with Tamishal Shacha, Misham Lutfila, right afterwards we dive in Shachas. Misham the Karim Musaf, Misham the Tfilis Musaf, and then we did the Karim Musaf, then we dive in Musaf. Misham the Basim Medish, afterwards we went to learn, Misham the Achilo Shtia, then we went to eat and drink, Misham the Tfilis Mincha, then we dive in Mincha, Misham the Tamishal Bain Abayim, and then we did the Tamishal Bain Abayim, Mikam Beilach, and from that point onwards, the Silchus Bay Sheva, we were busy with Silchus Bay Sheva. So, two things. First of all, we see from here that they used to dive in in the base of Migdash and not only bring Kabbalists, and number two, we see over here that they didn't dive in Mayav, they only dive in Shachus Musaf and Mincha. The Gemara now is, Amy, how could you say that they didn't sleep at all? Rabbi Yechon says, "Shvuah shloishi ishan shloishi yamim." If someone makes a shvuah, I'm not going to sleep for three.
days, right away you give him Marcus, and he could go to sleep whenever you want to. Rashi says, because it's a Shavuah Shav, because at the moment that he's made such a Shavuah, it's like he made a Shavuah on a pillar of stone that it's really of gold. Also, this person is making a Shavuah, he's not going to sleep for three days, it's making a Shavuah and something that's impossible. How could Rabbi Shub and Chanani have said that we didn't sleep at all? Elo, the Gemara says, and this is what we meant to say, that we didn't taste the real taste of sleep, that we actually only drowsed on each other's shoulders, but we didn't actually sleep. The Mishnah continued and said there were 15 steps in the base of English, and on those steps, the Levian would stand and sing, and the Kahana would blow on the top, and then they would walk down, etc., as we learned in the Mishnah, and then they would get all the way to the Sharamayim, where they would greet the water coming in at that point for the Nisach Hamayim. The Mishnah actually said, and these 15 steps will make connect the 15 shiamals that David said in Tehillim. Our Gemara says, Rav Chista said to one of the Rabbanan that he was saying different agodas in front of Rav Chista. And Rav Chista asked, Did you ever hear any pshat? These shiamals that David said, Why did David make all 15 shiamals? So he responded, This is what Rabbi said, that at the time that David dug out the Shisin, which were these pits that were under the Mizbeach, the Tahim started coming up and there was a major flood that started and it wanted to go and sweep away the world and drown the world. And then David said, all 15 Shia Malas, and he brought down the level of the water. If that's true, then why do you say it's it should be Yordis because it's bringing down the water. So Rav Chista now said back to this Chacham, once you started talking about it, you reminded me about something. This is what we learned. At the time the dove was digging out the Shisin, the same story happened where the water wanted to flood the world. David asked, is there anyone that could tell me that if it's Mutter to write the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on a piece of earthenware? And Rashi points out that even though David HaMelech was a big time Chacham and he could have actually passed it, and we learned in Brachas, David used to pass all day. However, Achitaifel was actually over there and he was Dovid's Rebbe and therefore Dovid wasn't going to be Meir Halacha Bifnei Rabbi. And we turn to the Gimel and Beis, V'neshter B'tayma, and then we'll throw it into the time. Umanach, and it will subside and calm down the waters and we will be saved. Lekha to come and no one said anything. So Amr David, David said, Anyone that knows and doesn't say should have a quality and he should be cursed and he should die by choking. Just me the Kenegamida, just like the whole world was going to die by drowning, which is like a choking. So therefore, he should also die by choking. That just like in a gay soita to make shalom between a husband and wife after she drinks it and nothing happens, there'll be shalom between a husband and wife. The Torah says, My name was Nikta Biktusha should be erased into my Mamaram, which is only saving one family. So certainly last is Shalom Kula to save the entire world, for sure we could erase Akash Baruch's name. So Amalay, so Akitaifal told David Shari it's they wrote the name of Akash Baruch Hu on a piece of earthenware, and they threw it into time and the Tahim calmed down and went down and lowered down 16,000 Amis. When David saw that it went down too much, and now the water table was too low, and the world was going to be too dry and it wouldn't be able to survive, that if it would be higher, then the ground would be more moist, and then we would have pears that would grow much better, and now it would be too dry, and therefore it's a danger. So David said, he said 15 shear miles, and it brought up the water table
table another 15,000 Amis, and the water table now became a thousand Amis under the ground level. So you see from here the thickness of the earth until the time is a thousand Amis. We see that if we dig a little bit, that water could come out, and you could dig a well even by going down less than a thousand Amis. Meshasha says, The fact that you could get water less than a thousand Amis from beneath the ground, that's only a phenomenon that happens by the ladder of the Euphrates. And two quick points. First of all, we said on Amun Aleph, At the time that David dug down the Shisin, now we had on Memtas Amun Aleph, that Rabbi Yechlan himself said that the one that created the Shisin was a Baruch by Sheshim Ebrashis, and not David. So what's going on over here? I entice over there that he says that, that was in the name of Rabbi Bechana, in the name of Rabbi Yechlan, and not Rabbi Yechlan himself. And therefore, there could be two Amrayim as to what the Shish Rabbi Yechlan was it a Kosh Baruch that created the Shisin, or did David make it? Rashi over here says, that this member does not hold that was Mishesh Mebration, and therefore you need the terrorist of Taisus. The Isfirle, maybe this Mandama also holds that it was made by Akash Baruch Hu at the Shesh Mebration, but Shemin Ismailu Afa Itzreus, Betzarach Lechreson. What happened was that it got filled up and stuffed up with dirt or with rocks, and when we say that David actually dug it, it just means that he redug it. Also, the top Rashi says, Achasma, that he placed a shard of earthenware into the water, and Rashi explains, because Cheres sinks down and doesn't float, and this way the Kheris would go down and go and stuff up this Nekev. That David found at the actual opening of the Tahim, he found some sort of a seal. The Chasabite had said on it, that was there from Shishmebrashis. It was almost like this was the seal of Akash Baruch that sealed up the world. And the Gemara continues, the Mishnah stated, two Kanan would stay on the Shara Elyon that was going from the Ezusrael to Ezusrael, where there were 15 steps. So and they had two trumpets in their hands, the rooster crowed, and then they blew shaifa three times, then they got to the tenth step, and then they blew the shaifa again. What does it mean when the Kohanim went to the tenth step? doesn't mean that they got to the tenth step, that they went down five and they got to the tenth step. They went down ten steps, and now they're on the fifth step towards the bottom of the Esudashim, Teku. We learned, since the Pasuk says in Cheskel, Upnam came in that the faces were turned towards the east. So of course their backs were towards the Hikhlashem because we know the base of English went from east to west. Why does Yecheskel say that the backs was towards the Hikhlashem? Ahmed Yecheskel was teaching us not only were they davening towards the sun and they were serving the sun, they would also uncover themselves in the back and they would go to the bathroom towards Hakadish Baruch and towards the base of English, which is of course a great disgrace. And we continue with our Gemara, the Mishnah stated, Gil when he got to the gate that goes out to the Mizrach, then all of Klaistol turned their face from the east towards the west and they faced the Azar and they faced the Kaish Gadashim. For when they said, our forefathers in Bayez Rishon, they were Kaifrim, as we explained before, and they were towards the east, towards the Shemesh. Klaistol contrasted themselves to that period of time and they said, however, our eyes are towards the Kaish Baruch Hu. They actually repeated that and said, so the Gemara is, how could they say such a lush to quote Rabbi Huda, where it could be mashman that you're actually diving into two different Rishuyas? So, any from Rabbi said, If someone says, and then he repeats that pasuk again, it's as if you're saying, that you're being mighted to two Rishuyas. Here also, you're saying that there are two Hashems. So the Gemara answers and says, what Rabbi Huda meant to say is that they didn't only say those words. This is what they really said. That our forefathers in Bayez Rishon, they would be mishtachim towards the east. We 
bow towards Hashem, and our eyes are towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're hoping for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As Rashi says, since the mentioning HaKadosh Baruch Hu on two different ideas, in two different times, less than but is no problem. So we begin the new Mishnah, that they didn't have less than 21 Tekiyas every single day in the base of Middush, and they didn't have more than 48. Now when we say a Tekiyah over here, it means either a Tekiyah, true Tekiyah, therefore when you have a set of Tekiyah, true Tekiyah, that counts as three. Every single day there were 21 Tekiyas in the base of Middush, three at the time that they opened the gates, at the time of Nisach at the time when they did the Shear, they would break up the Shear into three different parts, and at each part they would blow a set of a Tekiyah, true and Tekiyah, and Rastas when they got to a parak in the middle of the shir, they would blow shayfa and the nation would bow down. And every tkiya, there was always a set of tkiya, true, and tkiya. And the mission continues with Teshel Tamashel Ben Abayim, and there was another nine tkiyas for the Tamashel Ben Abayim, same way as during the Tamashel Shacha. So you had three for Psychel Sharm, nine for the Tamashel Shacha, and nine for the Tamashel Ben Abayim equals 21. When there was a Karim Musaf, like on a Shredish, one Chalamoid, they would add another nine, which would give you a total of 30. And on Erev Shabbos, they would add in another six. So generally, on a regular Shabbos, would be 21 plus six would be 27. And if there was Musaf, then you would have a total of 36. Why they both six? Three of them was to tell the people to stop doing Melacha, which was prior to Shabbos, that they would have time to go home from the fields and get ready for Shabbos. And there was another three at the point that it was already going to be Shabbos at that moment. And then they would tell everyone to be careful not to do Melacha anymore because now there will be an Issa and a Chiyav of Skila. Up until this point the maximum keys you could have is 36 because if you had the Erev Shabbos and it was also a day that you said Musaf, then you would have 36. So the Mishnah says, Erev Shabbos if it was Erev Shabbos and it was on Sukkot, then you had 48 keys. The Mishnah goes through them and counts them. Shalosh B'Sich Sharm, three for when they opened the gates, which was done every single day. Then these were done for Nisach Amayim. Shalosh Hashar Elyon, as we said before. Vishalosh Hashar Tachlan, and three for the gates at the bottom gate. Vishalosh L'Mil and three when the Mayim came to Mesim English, they would blow and they would have Tkia, True, and Tkia. As Rashi says, As we learned before in the Mishnah, Then it was Shalosh L'Gavim Mizbech, there were three when they were on the Mizbech, as Rashi says, When they set up the Arava for the Aravas of Hashan and Rabba, and for Hashan and every single day, As we had before in Memhei, that they would set up the Aravas and they would lean them on the side of Mizbech, and they would blow Tkia and True and Tkia. And then the Mishnah continues with the regular standard ones, Teshel Tamim Shel Shacha, Teshel Tamim Shel Ben Abayim, Teshel Musafin, Shalosh Lehaftel Shem Melacha, the Shalosh Lehaftel Ben Kaisel because it was Friday. So if Erev Shabbos was Chalamoid, then they blew Shayfer to tell people that even though now you had to have to do Melacha, however now it is the and even if the Erev Shabbos was Yantiv, there's a difference between Yantiv and Shabbos. Yantiv is only Issa Melacha, only alive, and Shabbos is Iskila, and therefore they had to blow again to show people to stop doing Melacha, and even Melacha Zeichel Nefesh, which is Mutan Yantiv, is now going to be also because it's Shabbos, and we start. The smallest amount of blowings that we did in the base of was seven. The most that we did was sixteen. Now, of course, Rabbi Huda is exactly like the Mishnah because Rabbi Huda is only counting a tekiah, true a tekiah, as one, and therefore seven times three is really twenty-one, and sixteen times three is really forty-eight. But there is a machlekes as far as how to count them. But my what's machlekes? Rabbi Huda suffered tekiah, true a tekiah, that the set of tekiah, true a tekiah is only counted as one. It's one mitzvah, and therefore it goes. All together, that each one is separate and therefore we count them separately. My time in Rabbi Yudah, why does Rabbi Yudah hold like that? Um, the Pasuk says, and this is going when the Yidin were traveling, it says, and 
Since it says uskatan chua, when you're blowing a chua, it's still called a tkia. But you see, the way the mitzvah is done is you have a chua, and every chua needs a tkia before and a tkia after. However, Rabbanan, that actually is teaching us that you need a pashat, which means you need a tkia before every chua and after every chua. As Rashi says, since the pasuk says uskatan chua, and then at the end of the pasuk says chua yiskul maseim, therefore it's showing us you have a tkia and then a chua, and then after the chua you have a tkia based on the lashon hapasuk. And the Gemara continues, Rabbanan, my even according to Rabbanan, you need a tkia and then a chua and then a tkia. And we learn from pasuk, so it's one set, and that seems to be what the mitzvah is. On that, he says because we have another pasuk that says uvahakas hakol when you gather together the nation to skovaloisiru, you should only have a tkia and not a chua. If you're going to say that every time you have a chua, you need a tkia before and a tkia afterwards, otherwise it's not considered chua. So lechayyah amrachmana pagel mitzvah over the pagel over is the Torah telling you to do half a mitzvah and half a mitzvah you shouldn't do? So you see from here that each one is a separate mitzvah and therefore. During the time that you gather together the nation, the mitzvah was only to do the mitzvah of Tekiah and not the mitzvah of Trua. Rabbi Yudah, he says over there it wasn't for a mitzvah, it was only a sign that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving Klaisol when we're traveling, we would blow a Tekiah, but at that point we don't have to do a Trua because it's not a mitzvah. Rabbi was done as a simon, it was only a sign to leave it to travel. However, the Torah said it's a mitzvah, and if you see that there's a possible mitzvah to go and do Tekiah without a Trua, and therefore you see that each one is a separate mitzvah, Tekiah Luchud and the Gemara continues. Command also Hadar Rav Kana. Who is the member of Kana going like in Beit Kiel Trua that there's no space between a Kiel Trua for like club and that you can't have a hefsik. You only can have Kedai Neshima. Only the amount of space that you need to breathe. Command Rabbi Yehuda that must be going like Rabbi Yehuda the Chayyur because Rabbi Yehuda holds that they're each separate mitzvahs. But according to Rabban and the then you should be able to have as much space as you want. And that the Gemara says Pshita the Chayyur that's Pasha that's going like Rabbi Yehuda and not like Rabban. And we turned it off Nundal Rabbanav Malur Tema Filu Rabban. Maybe we'd say that that member could be like Rabban. And all it's saying is that you can't have a very, very large space, but you'll have a lot of large space because according to Rabbanan, they're separate keys and the separate mitzvahs. The Amma, because Rabbi Yechon said, that you've heard nine keys in nine hours of the day and you separated completely, that you could be Yitzah. And maybe all Rabbanan was telling us is that in Chanami, according to Rabbanan, you could separate the keys, but you can't separate them so much that there's going to be an hour between them. And the only amount that you'll be able to separate them is only the amount, could they look at school, as Tyson points out. And the Gemara says, and therefore, we say that no, that this memory is dafka like Rabbi Yudah, not like Rabbanan, because you can't have any space. But the Gemara now is, for Emachinami, maybe you could say that Rabkan is going like Rabbanan, and he's just telling you that you can't have a lot of space, but you could still have some space. On that, the Gemara says, Imkay, my Veloy Klum, Rabkan's memory says that you can't have any space. Veloy Klum, Mashm Rashi says that, Filaf Sakum, Artis Lassa, they can't even have a small hefsik. It's not only about having a large hefsik of Kadeluk Beskula, even a small hefsik you can't have, and that's going like the Sheet of Rabbi Yudah, that Rabbi Yudah holds. That's all one mitzvah, and therefore you have to make sure that the kia, true and the kia, are all very close together, and we will stop over here.